Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is the Driveway Liberty Podcast. The only podcast recorded live in Dan's driveway tonight, anyway. Yeah, not in the studio tonight. Not we, in the studio tonight. We, we're going old school. Old back school. In the driveway. Hey, guys, it's your Uncle Wes, and I'm sitting here with my good friend Dan and a very special guest that we'll introduce in just a minute. But before we do that, Dan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very good. Good, 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 good. Very good. I was out in the cold rain. Well, it wasn't cold, but it was... It wasn't as hot as it's been. Right. Yeah. Those of you who don't know, I officiate high school football. So I was out in the middle of the field at Crestview High School Friday right. night, and literally the skies opened up. My uniform weighs, when I left, my uniform weighed more than I do. Okay. Which is saying something because I'm a big guy. Right. But yeah, I was soaked. And then Saturday, I was sick as a dog. And uh, uh, I'm going to say this, Dan, if. Um on a midget wrestling with me Friday night. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about any of that rain. No, but Look, listen, I have Stream Dwarfinators, dude. I, I know, you, I know. Quality, quality entertainment. I know. I'm sorry I missed it. It's highbrow kind of Harvard level entertainment that you <laughs> Who's your favorite midget wrestler? Dude, I don't care. It was just You don't amazing. have like a Lucha Libre no, I, star I, I, that you I, I, my dress favorite, up as in Halloween. <laughs> it, was, right up. it was the Lumberjack. It was the wait, 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 there's a midget lumberjack. <laughs> yes, yes, there That's is. That's amazing. It was amazing. So, guys, you you hear the voice? He is America's conservative media darling and oh, the yeah. firebrand and our congressman, Representative Matt Gates. Thanks for coming on tonight. Oh, uh, hey, that. it's good to be with you. We got a lot to go over. We do. We do. Before we do that, because I know you've got some things you want to talk about, and we are extremely interested because they fit a lot of questions that we had had in the past about what's going on up in there in the Beltway. But if you don't mind, I put I put a call out for some questions. From your – one of your things is, and it's one of the things I respect most about you, is you know that your constituents are your bosses. That's right. And I, I asked your bosses today to give me questions for Matt Gates. That's why I came. Yep. Yep. So what I'm going to do is we're going to we're going to – there were several. We're not going to go over all of them because – some of them aren't that interesting to me. <laughs> um, and I know this because you talked about it today at the Women's Fed meeting. Do you still believe in term limits? Absolutely. By the way, not, not only do I believe in term limits, I believe it is a fundamental violation of the agreement that Kevin McCarthy made to assume the speakership that we have not yet had a vote on term limits. Mm. Mm. That's strong. That is strong. I absolutely. And by agree. the way, that vote wouldn't pass. If you had a vote on term limits, it would fail. But that's the first step to actually getting it passed, is getting a vote, and then the people can see who supports it and who doesn't. Because the only jurisdiction in the entire country that doesn't support term limits is the 202 area code in Washington, D.C. Everywhere else, among every age group, every ethnic group, every political party, term limits are popular, except in Washington. So do you think we're going to need a convention in the states to make it happen? Well, I want to start by forcing a vote. Now, I believe we should have a convention of the states on two questions, congressional term limits and a federal balanced budget. Uh, We are, gosh, I think we're about 13, 14 states short right now. Okay. If you do, let's say we get to 35, right? Is that the number? Right, yeah. If we get to 35 and we actually have a convention of states, can you limit what they discuss, or is yes. it completely open? Uh, my belief is that the convention is constrained by the approved questions of the 35 states that have authorized it. Well, that, that makes sense, because it 
we need to make sure oh, that yeah. we don't undo. Because, what, what? because hold on, let's let's keep pulling the string, Dan. Yeah. Because you know the first thing they're going for is what? The Second Amendment. Yeah. The first yeah, thing we they would, would do in an open convention yeah. would be renegotiate our Second Amendment rights, which is non-negotiable. Absolutely. Good point. Not. And we don't have our Second Amendment flag hanging tonight, but, you know, we were trying to brand because of your previous interview. You know, so we're doing what we can. So next question. <laughs> My libertarian buddy over in Jacksonville, he's like, we need more alien information. <laughs> we do, actually. Yeah, no doubt. What's funny to me is that the hubbub, all right, I'm 52. I'm I'm getting up in old age, even though I don't look like it. I, I assumed you were at least 70. <laughs> yeah, dude, wow. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> So I, you know, it's it's always been a question and extreme interest in aliens and 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 life from other planets, and with all the shit that's going on right now, it actually comes out, and nobody cares because there's it's a lot more important things on the slate right now. I don't know what's more important than stuff flying around, and we don't know where it came from. Yeah, but listen, no, I agree. This, this is the this is the mo of the American people. Remember when? Snowden was going to expose the NS the NSA and he said I'm not I don't fear for my life my biggest fear is that I expose this and the American people don't care. Mm. What happened? He exposed it. Nobody cared. Mm. And the yeah. whole the whole premise of well if you're not doing anything wrong what are you worried about? There's so many people that don't care about privacy until it bites them in the ass. Um and this is the biggest issue. We talked about this at the the last uh, podcast we had the complacency of the american people is why we are where we are people need to get off the couch they need to get involved and they need to force these politicians to act what's happening is we are so comfortable they haven't taken away any of our comforts we can still drive our cars. We can still go to our football games. We've got football on Saturday and Sunday. Midget we can still drink our beer. Wes can go to midget wrestling. Right. We've got all these comforts. And until that gets impacted, and it's sad that we are in this position, until that gets impacted, people just don't act. By the way, take, take that exact analysis and imply it, apply it to the United States Congress, where you've got some of the most comfortable people on the planet Earth. Absolutely. With, with, with power to make a difference and you know the reason i'm here talking to you guys tonight is because my fundamental premise right now after eight months of republican control we haven't done enough we have not fulfilled our mandate we have underwritten the debt of the biden government we have offered to continue the spending that gets weaponized against people and when the democrats had control by now they had already called Donald Trump Jr. in three times. We have yet to send Hunter Biden a single subpoena, even though we have a mountain of evidence that they were converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for their entire family. And so whether it's here in our district where Wes and I were having lunch today with a lot of conservative activists mm -hmm. or frankly, anywhere in the country, you know what people look at me and, and kind of wonder whether we're really fighting for anything at all up there. Or whether it's just a big joke and nothing matters and everyone's in on it. So, so you're you're in the middle of it. You're one of us, but you're in the middle of that every day. Why? Why is it like that? Why is there no action? 
it's the very same complacency that you just critiqued. And I, and I think what, what was a pretty accurate diagnosis is that people get to their normal rhythms and their normal routines, and especially in the House of Representatives right now, we are lacking uh, a, a, a real commitment to what we promised in January. Yeah, because a lot of, a lot of people think, didn't know. I think there's legitimately a comfort level that a lot of your peers have. I mean, you and EMJT, and I, I don't I don't know what y'all's relationship is like these days, but positive. Yeah, you guys were up. You're up there, and you're you're the vocal, you're the vocal minority, in actually trying to trying to make some sort of difference. Now, everybody else is up there, and they're collecting their checks, and they are they're doing their thing, and they're going to the champagne hot tub parties, and all this stuff, and they're like, man, this is a pretty cool lifestyle. Let's just keep this status quo going. Exactly, and and let's Except, live like I, this. I don't know anything about the champagne hot tub parties, but well, other your than wife that, is sitting. Other than, other than that, <laughs> my my wife would love a champagne hot tub party. She loves both champagne and hot tubs, but uh, she's nodding yes for those not <laughs> observing. But but uh, this is not a comfortable moment for our country, and that is what I think we need to draw into very sharp relief. Like right now, you got Trump facing ninety one counts over what I perceive to be just total nonsense, non-criminal stuff. It, it absolutely is 100% total nonsense. And, and, and yet the Bidens were literally cashing into the tune of tens of millions of dollars getting paid to get prosecutors right. fired, to get the China initiative dissolved at the Department of Justice. And my belief is that if we don't impeach, that we look unserious, that it, it just looks like we never really meant to hold these people accountable. But I want to go back to the money, guys, because it's really all about the money for all the glitz and glamour of impeachment. If you continue to pay for this stuff, you get more of it. And if you cut the money off, they won't be able to do it anymore. And the way that they block us from being able to do individual cuts is by jamming all the bills together at once toward the end of the year. And everybody wants to get home for Christmas and you just throw your hands in the air and enough people approve it. And then we get the inflation. We get the degraded economy. We get the job losses. So that's why in January, when a lot of people were wondering what I was up to, I demanded a written agreement from McCarthy saying that there were, every one of these agencies was going to get an individual analysis. I'm here to tell you, my constituents, my bosses, that's now not going to happen. And so if I just take it, then that's how we're all going to be treated. Sure. And I'm looking around the other 221 Republicans and I'm wondering where the fighters are. And frankly, there aren't nearly enough of them. Certainly not half. But if there's a batch of us that are actually willing to put our careers, our political futures on the line and say, you have to do this, then I think we could force change. But it is not going to happen without force. Well, to use a sports analogy, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Florida or Steve Spurrier's years there, but you, you can't deny that he was a good coach. And one of the things we're going to have to go into this in a greater detail. Yeah, yeah, we will. <laughs> but, but one of the things he always said is talking season's over. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for action. Yeah. And, and that's something that's always stuck with me through my years since he was coached there and, and just hearing him do those interviews. And you know what? It, it, it's easy for you guys on the campaign trail to go out there and promise your constituents things. And I, and, I, and I know I'm generalizing you, and I'm throwing you in this group, and I don't mean to do that, but your peers, at, at least, they go out and promise the world, 
and they go back and they they don't give anything. And and the thing is 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 the in my opinion, government is probably the bigger problem than the solutions they've ever proposed. And and I think, you know, I I love hate like you whatever i think you are doing the right thing and i think i've told you this off air before i think what you're doing is the right thing and we need more people outside of our district outside of northeast georgia and outside of one or two other smaller smaller districts out in the middle of nowhere to get on their congressman because it's so easy for a congressman to go back to their district and say dude i was fighting for you so hard but everybody else up there is not not saying you're doing that. Don't don't take it that way. But it, it is so easy for anybody. I, I work. By the way, that's what they all do. That's exactly what they all do. It's it's there. We talked about the Gestalt. What was it last week? One of our casts where we talk about it's easy to blame the whole when this one piece is what's effing everything up. And we're trying to keep it clean for you since you're. Well, talking. look, look. I mean, yeah. our government grew by forty percent just during COVID. Yeah. From from 2021 to 2023, the government grew by 40 percent. Now, Republicans are trying to tell the country that a one percent cutoff of that is some sort of monumental victory. Mm -hmm. Are you buying that, Dan? No, no. So we our deficit was one trillion COVID and then two trillion post COVID. Yeah, we're now we're now running two trillion dollar annual deficit. A trillion of that goes to Ukraine for money laundering. (laughs) <laughs> not quite a trillion yet, but by the way, I'm not entirely sure that there aren't enough. There aren't a lot of members of the unit party that wouldn't keep sending well, more but money to Ukraine. Here's the thing: is that <clears throat> excuse me, is that money really going to Ukraine, or is it going to American companies that are making the products that they're using, whether that's defense products or whatever they, they use in the war that goes over there? I mean, the, I think our government is funding a huge contingent of Democrat money bags, the people that that are that are giving a lot of money to Democrats, we're funding their business through these bills. And these businesses are making the things, whether it's defense stuff or whatever, going to Ukraine. Well, let's follow that to its next logical conclusion, because what I'm going to be asked by the Republican leadership to do is to vote for something called a continuing resolution. Yeah. which says that you make no changes in any policy, protocol, programs. You just keep doing everything it was before. And I'm just sorry. Like, if if that's all we're going to do, r- replace Congress with AI bots. Because... Yeah, you're not changing it. You're not making anything different or right. better. I would respect the Democrats more if they stepped forward and said, this is the budget we want to defend. And then let's go. Let's have a battle of ideas. But it's not happening. And... There is an anxiousness right now in this country that I sense that is very real. And people are looking at who they can follow and who they can trust. And exactly like Wes was saying, if you just look like one of those politicians who promises the world and then delivers Jack, then we're rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And it's I, I, I actually believe this, that we are at we're on the precipice of a very dangerous time in our country's history right now. And you've got all of these individuals who, it's just like you were talking about, the majority of the people won't term limits. And nobody inside the Beltway, 
Beltway except one or two people like yourself are actually listening to that call. Well, you're asking the foxes to manage the foxes. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. But it, we should at least have a vote. Yeah, at least. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I, so we know where the cards fall. Right. We know who's saying. Well, you Look, can't. You can't know. ever change it if you don't act. Right. But what leadership often thinks is that if any proposition is likely to fail, it should not be put before the body as a measure, because it would be embarrassing if we put stuff up that failed. No, like to no, me, I want to know to where me, people that, stand. Yeah, but that's the vibrancy of democracy. That's the yeah. inspiration of representative government, that some stuff passes and fails, and we see who votes on what way, and that informs how we elect future leaders. Sure. But I call so, chicken shit so bullshit on that. That is BS. So last podcast, you, you weren't here, and I we, we talked about you a little bit, and it really wasn't about you. It was just in general about the Republicans in the House and the Senate. Mostly the House because we have the majority. And you asked me a question. He goes, what do you think of our congressman? And I said, frankly, I'm pissed off at him because nothing's done. Why isn't Joe Biden impeached? Why haven't we brought anything up about it? What's going on with the budget? I mean, there was things we talked about. So when I, I looked, I watched your hit on Newsmax, not the one you did here, but previously. And I'm like, okay. It took two years, but we finally got we're finally going to move forward on this. So I was I was extremely critical of you because you're my congressman and I'm trying to figure out why we haven't brought forth our articles of impeachment at this point. No, I take that criticism. By the way, I think you're right. And and I, I want to be self-critical because I don't think I'm just one of 222. I, I have been given the best district in the country to go and fight for the values of the American people. And this district will have my back if I do it. And frankly, I think in the last few months, uh, my effort has not been sufficient to meet the moment. And so I, I take that criticism, I accept it, I acknowledge it, and I wanna own it. And when we return in the coming weeks, we have to seize the initiative. We have to cut off the money, we have to seize the initiative, and then the oversight is not an end unto itself. It has to lead to something yes. and somewhere because now we just write reports and we send press releases. And like, if you're not willing to impeach this guy over the evidence we have, then we should never have offered to the public that we were doing fulsome accountability. But uh, so look, here, here's, here's well, let's, uh, let's get, let's get down to what everybody really wants to talk about. And what everybody wants to hear about who's going to listen to this podcast. And that's whether or not I'm going to initiate a motion to vacate. And so let's war game that right here. So if I walk back to the United States Congress and on day one offer a motion to vacate, what I'm here to tell you, my bosses, is I don't exactly know where that ends. And when you do regime change, sometimes the consequence is unpredictable. Sure. We've seen that all over, wherever there's a power center. But if we don't, then we are accepting Washington. Yeah. Yes, I mean, this system needs a shock to it, right? So I've put out my demands. People can go on Twitter and see exactly what my demands are. I want to vote on term limits. I want to vote on a balanced budget. I want individual appropriations bills. And I want, a, I want an impeachment vote. And I want a subpoena. I want Hunter Biden in that witness chair, like, in the next 10 days. And if we're not willing to do that, then, frankly, we're going to have to change the plays we run, and we're going to have to change the people that call the plays. Well, I'm glad you said that, because that was literally 100% of my criticism of you and the rest of the Republicans. 
I think it's a fair criticism. Well, it's and I've, fair, gi- I've given it great thought. And by the way, it's it's not a rare criticism. It's it's what my own friends and supporters think right now because people had hope that this was going to change in January. People watched me out there slugging it out on the House floor, and they thought, well, you know, Gates got all these concessions, and so he got something for us. And now, um, and look, there are some things that we demanded that we did get. We get to read a bill for 72 hours before voting on it. It's not nothing, but it's not enough. We got some conservatives on some key committees. Helpful, but not dispositive. We got the House to pass a bill that says at the border, it's either detain or turn away. That was a helpful position for us to take. But on the spending, on the oversight, on the impeachment, on the term limits, this has not been a sufficiently compliant speaker with a written agreement that allowed him to take the job. And the whole reason we fought for the motion to vacate was to have a mechanism to compel compliance. Sure, absolutely. I think love or hate Trump, we know where you stand with Trump and you love him. And and a lot of our listeners love Trump. I'm not mad at Trump. I, but one example that he brought to the table is he, he pointed out that you can come and make a stand and stand on whatever principle that is, right, wrong, or indifferent, and people will respect you. People will hate you, and they will follow you. But the thing is, is none of your peers want to take that stance. McCarthy especially, he wants to play that fence. And you know what? I don't – I'm, I'm – not as spiritual as I used to be, but you cannot walk that fence in the middle. You've got to pick a side. And 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 half the people in Congress don't want to pick a side because they're scared. Well, they, what's your confidence in McCarthy? Like, let's assume I have gonna, no fucking confidence in him. Zero. Zero. I, matter of fact. Dan? None. Dude, I'll tell you what. I'm sitting here watching the TV None. during. And Mitch and McConnell, Jack- the same thing. No. Mitch McConnell is trying to talk people out of voting for dude's not even talking right (laughs) well yeah that aside but when he does talk he's literally selling republicans against yes impeachment yes our minority speaker or senate senate leader leader is is literally talking people out of voting for impeachment because there's not really a difference between Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell. No. If you actually mm-hmm. peel back like the superficial, when you get to the core of what they really want, they kind of want the same thing. Yeah. Sure. And I don't know that I count McCarthy outside that group. I don't. What, what, what are the things that you've seen from the House that inspire you that were that were Nothing. That's why I was so pissed off at the last podcast. Literally nothing. Nothing. Do you the, think the, my colleagues are hearing this from their bosses? Because I'm hearing it from mine. Well, and, 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 well I hope so. And, and mine or do they me. even listen to them? I'm not big on passing the buck, do they, but I do need to point out something as far as congressional procedure. All right. Who decides what gets voted on? It's the committee chairs. It's got to get through committee before it goes to the floor. Yeah, but it's got to be presented first, But that's right? why in January during the speaker contest, we said enough with that bullshit. We want a term limits vote. We want a balanced budget vote. We want spending cuts if you're going to raise the debt limit. And we want open amendments and open votes on the 12 appropriations bills. So because the committee chairmanships are just bought and sold. You got to pay a million bucks to be a, a chair of most of the committees. Which is sure. freaking insane. A million bucks. You know, I had someone Which is ask a, me today. That's, that's the problem. 
It, it really is. And it's why I'm the only Republican in the Congress who doesn't take lobbyist money and doesn't take PAC money, because no one can convince me that that lobbyist money and PAC money doesn't come with strings attached to it every single time. Oh, it absolutely does. So how can these people, the 221 other Republicans, take hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars in that money and then act like it doesn't affect how they consider measures? Because they they're full of shit. Yeah, like, literally, right. yeah. their job is to BS you. They th- actually, their, I think, I think their talent they think their is BSing you. is to serve the people who give them money. Yes. I think yeah. they wake up every day and they know, I got to raise a certain amount of money this day because my consultant says I need the advertising to be purchased. And what I try to tell them is, if you do what you said you would do, and if you're faithful to what you said on the campaign, like what, what Wes was saying earlier, you don't need $20 million to get reelected. You, you can do it for a lot less. Look, Jesse, I always point to Jesse Ventura when he got the governor, gubernatorial race and, and won in Minnesota. That dude had barely any money. All he did was go out and knock doors and said, this is my vision. Love or hate Jesse, he proved that the system could be gamed by going out and just actually talking to people. Yeah, it turns out they'll let anybody have these jobs who gets the most votes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Kind of, right. kind of funny how that works, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and now they're trying to change that, like what we were talking about earlier, with, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, secretaries of state trying to decide certain, you know, Trump can't even be on the ballot. I, I, Look, and that's something I, I hate to keep hammering I, this. I predicted that. We, we, no, <laughs> we predicked that. I think I heard that. Ago. I yeah, really did. I listened that. to that episode I when you guys that, like, said that it wasn't even going to be I mean, it's, to me, it's not like a big. It's, no, he, I mean, it's, you could see it coming look, from miles. He's away. arrested. We can now say he's got a felony on his record or 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 a high level misdemeanor. He can't be on the ballot in our state. We, I mean, that's a, that's a that has been the plan from the beginning. That has been the plan from the beginning. I really worry that that type of action could lead to violence. And I am so wildly opposed to violence. I don't think it's how we should resolve our disputes. No. But when you start telling people that they can't express their participation in this american experience through a vote then they start looking for other ways and they're not the vote is the best way to do it the other ways are not so good and i worry if they start to take the vote away you you could see bloodshed in this country like none of us want absolutely and that's a great point we need it we're up against a break we want to remind everybody go to if you want to shop like a conservative the alternative to Amazon and other other uh, shopping online shopping platforms. Go to mammothnation.com. Use promo code Driveway Liberty and you can get thirty percent off. Driveway Liberty Media. Driveway Liberty Media. Thank you. I've been drinking, <laughs> which is something we're subject to do on here. Um, go to mammothnation.com. Code word Driveway Liberty Media. Get thirty percent off of your first year's membership, and they've got just about everything that you would want. And we will be right back after we take this break with beer reviews and more with Congressman Matt Gates. Hey guys, Uncle Wes here. Remember how we're always talking about how we wish we had access to an alternative marketplace for conservatives and get away from this woke culture? Well, guess what? We found one. MammothNation.com. You can buy jewelry, eyewear, stuff for your pets, sauces, spices, coffees, vodka, wine. Just about anything you want, you can get at MammothNation.com. And guess what? If you use promo code Driveway Liberty Media when you sign up, you can get 30% off your first year. 
Go check them out. MammothNation.com, promo code Driveway Liberty Media. All right, guys, welcome back to the Driveway Liberty Podcast. It is time, and I got to remember which button is correct, but. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Driveway nope, Liberty that Podcast. That is not, not the wrong button. <laughs> Correcting fucked up headlines. <laughs> All right. That's beautiful. No, we're that not was doing not that. accurate at all. We're not doing that segment. Let's, we're not doing that segment tonight. There it is. Beer reviews. <laughs> Beer reviews. We are, we're literally in the driveway. So we are literally in the driveway. We'll have an occasional wrong button push. And I will edit that out, I promise you, before right. it gets aired in the morning. That's all right. Hey, guys. All right, so, uh, you know what? We've got a guest on podcast, Congressman Matt Gates. What are you drinking, sir? The preamble from Armed Forces Brewing. It is a rice beer, very light, very crisp, notes of sour apple and mm. and, and white peach. But uh, you know, I could I could have a little more hoppiness to it, but on a nice warm night like we've got tonight, uh, good to have a refreshing bev. Well, it, it's low gravity, which keeps you out of trouble. Right. And well, uh, I, I do. I have to confess, I have a side margarita. <laughs> oh, and you so, have a DD, so we're good. Yeah, no, my wife's here. Yeah. She's uh, not having anything. So. <laughs> no, we are. Uh, we, you know, we're. It's still. We're still mourning Jim, Jimmy Buffett this week, so that's quite appropriate. JB. Yeah, quite appropriate. Daniel, what you got, sir? Uh, I I've hit the local brewery here, at Pensacola Bay Brewery. I'm drinking. Uh, the Riptide Amber, which is uh, right right up my alley. This is my palate. I love amber ales, and this is pretty good. It's it's not too bad. 5.4 ABV. Right. Uh, it's got a little bit of hop, but it's pretty smooth. Yeah. Uh, very, very good beer. You pulled up a whole research paper on your beer, didn't you? I just know my beer. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> really? You got the web page up right there. Come just stop trying to fool people. So I, uh, you know what? I, I literally said to my wife this afternoon, I ha- she's she's wanting us to buy some Appalachian property just to have have a second home in the mountains. And I had I told her because my home state where I was born ha- has become it's Alabama. Man, I'm like, man, shit, no, I ain't from Alabama. I was born in Georgia, and it's become purple and confused in a lot of areas, especially Fulton County. And I uh, told her I had no desire to ever own property in that state again. However, I am drinking a Sweetwater 420, which was brewed in Georgia. Yeah, but you can't do that. You can't give up. I'm, I'm, I, you got to fight. Do you Dude. worry about red flight from some states like this? Because yeah, a lot of times I meet folks who are living in Arizona, Texas, Florida, South Carolina, and they left the Midwest. They left yeah. Georgia. And you start to think, man, you know, you got a lot of red flight out of those places. It, it starts to affect the electoral college. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. it does. And, and I sit back and, you know, I have, I have friends either that I went to college with or I've known throughout the years like, hey, man, we were thinking about leaving to, moving to Florida. And I know their political leanings. And my first thought is, no, we're full. You don't want to be here. It's exactly what they're telling you in the media. There are too many crocodile snakes and bugs. And Matt but at is, least not at least none of them are trying to tell your third grader what their gender is. Exactly. You know? But you know, I just, I I am very concerned about that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm concerned. Well, about things have that. gotten so bad that 
we're actually choosing not to live around people who have different politics. And when I was growing up around here, going to Niceville High School, whether you were a Gator or a Seminole meant a lot more to whether or not you were going to be friends with somebody than whether or not they were a Republican or a Democrat. Sure. And uh, we we seem to be selecting away from people who don't share our politics. But frankly, it's because politics has become such a bigger part of our lives out of necessity. I didn't even know if my teachers were married. And now, like, your teacher wants to come in and tell your kid about their pansexual experience over the weekend? Sure. Give me a break. Don't, don't even don't yeah even that's a, that's a that. very big hot button issue with us. we've we've literally screamed it in the microphone about that insanity so we we had a wait 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 the congressman wanted to make a retraction oh, yeah. from, I'm sorry. His, yes. Yes. from his last Brief time moment. so i very much enjoyed my my last episode on the driveway liberty podcast and i listened to it on my way over tonight and i'm i had a terribly cold take that i need to have a little bit of a mea culpa moment on I was I was not sure that Mike Norvell would be the guy to carry the Seminoles uh, to to great heights in college football. And after watching my Knowles lay the beat down on the Bengal Tigers of LSU, I am back here on the Driveway Liberty podcast <laughs> to apologize to Mike Norvell for having ever doubted him for one moment. And uh, he is he has built a powerhouse of a program in Tallahassee. Uh, we got to go beat Clemson. That's still work ahead. I don't think that's that going to be that difficult but, this year. But Duke took care of that for you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's it, We wouldn't want to lose to somebody that lost to Duke. Uh, but I think the Knowles could could be in line for a pretty special season this year. I can't wait till Miami beats them. Uh, Miami? The Miami Hurricanes? Yeah. You, th- you, think, the, wait, wait, you think the Miami Hurricanes are going to beat Florida State this year? Do you remember what happened last year? Yeah. Do you remember what happened the year before? Well, the the the... <laughs> It's we're literally a different back team. and forth. Yeah, but we're, we're a, different a different team, team two years ago, too. What, you, who's who's going to play quarterback for Miami? Van Dyke? Yeah. V- the, like the Van Dyke who, who, whose arm was like a wet rag? No, 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 no. Well, the end of last year. Yeah, they were terrible last year. But okay. listen, all of the skill position players last year were not Mario's guys. So these are his guys. So he's got a bunch of freshmen playing. I'm telling you gonna happen and you're gonna be sad and i'm gonna think about you i want you to think about me i'm gonna think game. about you i want you to i want you to think about me when you're when you're wondering whether or not they're gonna go to a running clock rule because <laughs> the moles are so big at the half <laughs> but you know what college football is yeah, better when all the fun. florida schools are good that's and true. i want i want that's the canes true. to be good i want the gators to be good might be a while before that happens yeah, but gators, uh, i want the knolls to be good I even want UCF to be good. They're like weirdly punching above their weight these days. I'm rooting yeah, for them. They have well, they, for what, don't they have like the largest alumni base of any school in Florida? Well, they're the they're I think they're the number two school Enrollment. in the country in enrollment. It, yeah, it's yeah, they're huge, crazy. I mean, who would have thought? And I mean, I, I Orlando's got charm in some places, but if y'all don't mind me saying, if you're gonna live in Florida. You might as well live in a place where you can smell the salt air. There you sure. go. Sure, absolutely. That's, I mean, we, we wake up at. every day mm-hmm. and we smell the salt air. Yeah, we and do. I think it's good for the body, the mind. Frankly, it's been a little bit of being home and smelling the salt air. It's uh, curing my Potomac fever. Good. There you go. I'm, I'm happy glad, to hear that. Glad to hear that. Then I don't have to yell at you at the po- on the podcast anymore. 
Uh, as we, why? No, a little bit of that's good. And frankly, uh, we got to light a fire under everybody, yes. myself included. So how well, do we here's do the that? thing: is you have you and a couple of your peers need to be the ones that light that fire. I don't know how you do it. No, no, give me the pitch. All right, here's here's what I want. You're sitting across from a moderate Republican who just wants to go along to get along, oh, fuck. and, and you're to trying to inspire them to, to get some vision and some backbone. What is the, like, one-minute elevator pitch that, that you would have me deliver about the moment we're in and the challenges we're confronting? So why is it that when Democrats get elected and have power, they use their power to destroy Republicans? Oh, well, they would, say, Republicans, they would say we should be better than them. Yeah, you're better than them, and you're getting your but, but, ass kicked. Yeah, we're losing is, the country. You're losing exactly. every going year along, farther and farther behind. Going along to get along is why we are in the position we're in right now. You, we we, we that elected is why you we're to here. fight. Fight. Fight for us. You know what? It's funny. You're my congressman. But of the two congressional calls that I've made over the last six months— have not been to your office. I called one just east of here, and I had a conversation with him on why he voted on on a particular bill, and it was some BS excuse, and I had told him that was ex exactly BS. Look, I know Tallahassee's in your district, but the rest of the district is far, far from Tallahassee. I, I, I would just say I'm tired of voting for people who don't fight for the things that you tell us you want. Right. That uh, that we also want. You don't go there and fight. What do you want to see upon our return? The, is the impeachment vote more important? Are the individual spending bills? Is it uh, Dude, having Hunter just, in a witness chair? Look, I know it's well, 16 for, hour for days. My, for my frame of mind and my taste of revenge type scenario, I want impeachment. But in reality, the thing that will help us best is the spending bills. I actually think that's exactly right. Yeah. I think, I think, but the, I, I want both. Right. And I'm not choosing. I want both. Now, but, but what, what does impeachment look like? Is it just an impeachment with a censure or is it impeachment with a removal? Well, it's going to lose in the Senate sure. at the trial. So Let's just be straight Trump about that. Trump lost twice in the Senate. Oh, they hey, didn't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, Do it. my belief And they've is used that for freaking news takes oh, yeah. to run on for years. We need to do the same thing. And I believe we go put this trial on in the Senate. And the Senate may be the venue, but the jury is actually the American people. So but all those senators, if any senator that is a, has an R by their name... And they don't vote for the impeachment. Well, well all right, all right, let their ass up. Let well, me you give you. Let me bring you into the whip room. Let's assume we go do the whip count, and we don't have the votes for impeachment. Let if, if you put impeachment for a vote for this hypothetical, you know in advance that it's going to lose. That it's going to lose by five to seven votes because we'll have that many Republicans cross the line. Then you get those Republicans on the record. That's my my yeah, view is yeah. get them on the take record. the vote, lose publicly, and then you go expose those weaklings Absolutely. to their voters, and 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 we run against the Washington well, and, Uniparty. And not only yes. that, as a marketing guy, as a guy who owns a marketing company, 
you you use that as the leading story to expose other stuff. Yeah, otherwise they live in the shadows. No, and explain continue. that. Go more detail into that, so Wes. Oh, That's very you, important. What point. you do is you go in for impeachment. You you call for that vote. You get that vote on the floor where and it's public. And you lose it. And you lose it. And then what you do, if I'm running, if I am your campaign manager in a district and I'm trying to primary a rhino, that is my talking point. That is my primary thing that I'm going after. But not only that, but you use that. Okay, well, you're not for impeachment. Now, let's let's defund the Department of Education. Let's defund this. Let's defund that. Let's shrink this budget to where we are not intruding in regular Americans' lives and having such a negative impact on the economy. Then you have to be willing politically to endure the risk of a shutdown. Sure. Which I am. Look, look, look. Listen, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm pro-shutdown. Look, I, I, shut it down. I literally shared in a private group yesterday. It's like, oh, they're about to <laughs> shut it down? Okay. I'm not mad. It's let's literally going to. Let's shut it down. Yeah, shut it down. Because every time. I, I don't aspire to a shutdown, but I don't fear one. And I think if you fear it, you can't use it for leverage. But no. I don't, you know. I mean, but everybody, that's what they're doing. They're saying, well, the government's going to shut down. They're one of the largest employers in the country. The economy's going to get screwed up. All of this is going to screw up. And yes, short term, there may be some economic impact. Yeah, let me walk you through what that looks like yeah. in our office. I got, you know, folks who aren't getting their IRS refunds. I have veterans who aren't getting their appointments. I have people in the military that can't get their right uh, change of station processed. Uh, I have people who can't get their passports. Uh, I have, uh, you know, uh, and what we need to do as Republicans is sell that. This goes back no, to the PR and marketing. I don't love it, we, but, look, but you know we, what? We look at where we are. We shut down because this yeah, Congress wanted to give going this to, much money to this pork barrel spending, this much money to this. I mean, when that money, they're gonna blame going to blame it on Republicans, Man, and you have to take that away from you're them. You're stepping all over my I'm awesome sorry. point. <laughs> I mean, it's a fabulous point. I promise. You. I'm sorry. So we're all excited. Yeah, we're fired. Yeah, up. no, we're fired up. But what you do is that's where the PR comes in, and that's where the Democrats has beat us over these years. They get out in front of the press. Obviously, they own the press and big tech and big tech. But the thing is, you get out in front of that, and when that occurs, preach it from the mountaintops. Look, because the, the mountaintops, left, I'm preaching it from a driveway yeah, with a sure. barking dog. What, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you know, alternative media. So, but you preach it from there. You preach it from Newsmax. You were on there earlier. Wherever you preach it from, anywhere you can preach it from, in, to anybody who will listen, that we've we're trying to shrink this government and make it more efficient and spend money on these things where we're taking care of veterans or we're taking care of these things that are really truly important to the American people and yet these people allowed this shit to not work because they insisted on us spending money on extra Ukraine bills or or what have you i mean you know i know in in theory it's a lot simpler than an application i realize that well, it, at its core, it's about leverage, and it's about whether or not you're willing to use it and whether or not you've got guts. Yeah. And I look at our leaders, McConnell, McCarthy, and it's just more of the same. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think that if I allow that to persist, there are going to be a lot of people who think exactly what Dan 
thing, you know, was criticizing me for, and justifiably so. They're just going to say, look, Gates is one of the ones that usually fights when we need him to. Here we are with the border open, with the spending out of control, with the Bidens compromised, and with Trump under 91 charges. Where's the fight? Yeah. It's a fair question. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I cannot do it alone. And I want your I want your listeners to know that a one man battle here is quixotic and doomed to fail. And but what I've learned is that courage can be contagious. That yeah. If you go up there and lay out a vision, maybe it's one or two of you and then it's five or six and then it's 20. Well, you had six. Yeah. And then 20. Yeah. And you, and you made an impact with that speaker vote. But not you enough of one. No, but you but you no, obviously you did more than than probably would have happened if you didn't do that. Right. Sure. No, but that's I guess my picture. question is, it's what. What other what situation would we be in right now if you didn't do that? If you didn't get those concessions from McCarthy prior to him winning his 15th vote or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of process, right? I mean, we do get 72 hours to read the bills. We have been able to improve bills. Which to me is insane that he had to fight. But no, like everyone, McCarthy goes out there now and he acts like he's this great champion for the people for allowing that. When the reality is he had to agree to that with a gun to his head. Right. But that's really important because we've been able to get crap out of these bills because we've at least had the time to read them. And it sounds pathetic. For a 41-year-old lawyer lawmaker sitting in front of you to champion that I actually get to read this shit before I go get to vote well, on that it. That just tells you. Right. That literally paints a picture. Oh, it totally of the does. Problem. Completely fair. Mm-hmm. We also got like, look, there is a batch of people up there who really are patriots and they inspire me. And we got more of them on the key committees to stop the bad stuff from coming out. But there have only really been two votes that have mattered in this Congress. Electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting all of Biden's debt. Everything else is window dressing. Right. And when we underwrote that debt, that showed me that what I did in January didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and, and now we have to use the tools that we created to remedy that. And now you're going to underwrite the debt again. I am not, I am I not going to. And, and, and I will not vote for that stuff. But here, here's the joke. That, <coughs> but do you think here's the you, joke that DC's in on that you're not in on. When it's frivolous and it's a messaging bill, McCarthy has coalition with House conservatives. And when it's spending the money and the substantive, we aren't his coalition partner. His coalition partner is Joe Biden and the Democrats. And so I'm not willing to go and be, you know, put on his arm when uh, when it's just the frivolous. And when we get down to actual nut cutting time, he's jumping in the back seat with Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah. I'm not willing to keep doing that. This is the kind of shit that makes me nuts. It should because it makes you know me what? Nuts. There, but there's this is a great country still worth fighting for. Absolutely, it and, is. Why and, do you think we're sitting here in the driveway screaming into a microphone? If if I didn't care and I didn't want, and we have set off every dog in the neighborhood. By right. Absolutely, yeah, and it's right. set. We'll set them. I, I'd like to unleash them on Washington. <laughs> Of course, my dogs are all barking, no bite. I mean, that's not true. Luna will nip uh, at Wes you. Wes is terrified of me. I've can't. been bit by two of those dogs. Literally. Oh well, Ace was on a leash. Ace that coming. explains why Wes is foaming at the mouth right now. I just assumed it was the beer. All right? Yeah. No, it it, it is. Look, well, you, what 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 I take away from this conversation. Sorry to step on you there, Wes. Is you you don't mind forcing the votes that lose. So much as you mind 
feeling like nobody's actually got a yeah, backlog. Look, look, it's look, look, much it, worse. We've, we've become such a form-oriented society. We need to know where the content is. And, and, and the thing is, if you force those votes, we know where the content is. And we know as somebody who's politically engaged like we are and a lot of our friends are, who are sitting here in Drift Hood in, in, in Walton County, Florida, if I need to send 25 bucks to somebody in Missouri to primary a rhino, you know what? I have no problem writing that check or $200 or, or 1000 if it, if it's that important. And it, it is imperative that we become engaged. Public memory, and this is one of the things when I was getting my degree in political science, public memory is so fickle and so short. And, and so it's that repetitive message that's going to get people more involved and making them believe that they can make a difference regardless of their their status or, or what have you. And why, it, it can happen. Why did Donald Trump win in 2016? Because people were sending a big F you to the system. Because he was the guy who was going to be the wrecking ball. Yes. Yeah. And brought a couple of good things along with that. Economy wise, he put this economy on his back. Yeah. yeah, but but the reason why he won is he was different. He was going to be the person that was going to change things in Washington. Maybe we found out that it's a little bit harder than just electing one person to do it. But he's a fighter. He fought for us. Yeah, and that's why he has a contingent of people who would they call him cultists. I I don't think I think the left is a cult. I think people who support Trump, it's not a cult. There's Maybe there's some crazy people in that small amount. But the people who support Trump and want Trump to get reelected because he's a fighter, he's going to go in and he's going to fight for us. That is the, the big thing. So when you ask me, do, do you want to have that vote even though it's going to lose? Hell yes. Yeah. Yes. Call him out. Get him on record. So we can, I, I will go on Twitter, and I've done it before, and abuse the shit out of the people who vote no on a bill we want yes. Yeah. Or vote yes on a bill we want no. Now, what impact that has, I don't care. But if everybody did that, it would have an impact. I used to be the guy that was on the couch. Comfortable, not involved, doing my thing. And once I got involved in this political process even though i'm not an expert but i'm i i'm a voter i vote in every election since i was 18 years old and i don't know if you know this but up until trump was the first republican i voted for i was a lifelong democrat my parents were kennedy democrats i grew up as a democrat but the democrat party was a completely different party back then Halfway through Obama's second term, I stopped working for corporate America, had some time on my own to do my own research, and my whole world changed. And once that happened, I became politically active. I didn't have a podcast then, etc. but I got involved. I talked to people. I tried to influence people in my circle, but I started fighting. And we need every American to fight in their own way. If it means picking up the phone and calling your congressman who's in, who's one of those people that are going to vote against a Biden impeachment, 
Call them. Harass them. Because we know that if enough people put pressure on them, it forces them to act. That's the beauty of our system. People, if they get involved, they can change things. The issue is, what I talked about earlier, is people are just sitting on the couch because they can still watch college football, they can still watch the NFL, they can still drink their beer. It really hasn't impacted them that much. It's a little more expensive, but, hey, nothing's really changed since Joe Biden's become president. Except the price of everything. Yes. Dude, my grocery bill was triple last month. No, I know, but that alone is not enough to move the masses. You don't think so? See, I, I'm going to push back on that. I, I think there are people who might not like Trump's tweets or his attitude. They might not like Republicans. But at the end of the day, they're spending more to get less. And while they might not admit it when they're at the PTA or when they're hanging out with their friends at, at yoga class, when they go in that in that booth, I think more of them are going to vote for prosperity than compl- than failure. What's changed in the last three years? Well, the, the economy. Yeah. No, I, I'm, to your point, what's changed yeah. from people action in the last three years? We shit the bed at the, the midterms in 2022. Why do you think so? Why do we shit the bed yeah. in, in midterms? Because we told, actually told voters not to vote. That's exactly right. <laughs> it, w- it wasn't bad message. It was bad tactics. You know when, you know, you know when I'm willing to take someone's vote? Anytime they're willing to give it to me. Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that that brings us back to strategy. And you kind of touched on a little bit today in your speech um, when you and Ginger spoke at the Women's Fed is we've got to be able to we've got to be willing to fight the left on their battlefield, on their terms. We've sat back and you said it earlier. We are. uh, Well, we're above that. We're 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 better than that. Well, being better than that is part of that whole situation, why we are where we are. Well, being better uh, just gets Look, you kicked in the nuts in an unfair fight. Yes, absolutely. And you you've got to be willing to land that punch to be able to fight back. And you know what? If they're going to fight dirty, because it's all a Lansky method, man. And that's exactly what they've per- been perpetuating on us is, you know what? Hold your opponent to a higher standard than you're willing to live. And they are pushing that on us. And and we are trying to be the better person. We're living like mom told us to. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And, and the problem in doing that is we have set back and they have called us racist, white supremacist, everything else under the sun to try to demonize us, shut down our message, which is a hell of a lot more logical than theirs. And And... So we've got to be willing to fight them back. And if they're acting stupid or ridiculous or crazy, we need to be willing to call them that. Well, listen, it, it, and I, I'm, I'm a big. Well, there's a difference between calling them that and being willing to be as crazy as they are. Yes, absolutely. Now, I do think we need to be as maniacal when it comes to getting our ballots voted. Sure. In a lot of these places. But but I want to serve up one more argument that I'm going to hear when I take the direction you both have given me and I take it back to Washington. They'll say, Gates, you're being divisive. You're dividing our team. By forcing all these votes on impeachment and spending bills, you know, you you unite the Democrats and you divide the Republicans. No, you don't I've do got, it. I've got they a, do it. I've got an argument You don't that. do wait, that. Wait, 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 They're wait, wait, the ones doing hold it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So settle down. You got a pacemaker. You're about to pass out. No, it's working. 
<laughs> you compromise for the sake of compromise is bullshit. When you compromise your principles and they don't compromise their own, that's not compromise. That's them winning you over and forcing you to take their side. And that's exactly Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy. That's those guys. You're not those guys. If you are, I won't vote for you next time. I'll go ahead and go on the record. We, we and say don't that. want you to unify for shit. It's not about unification. It's about fucking saving this country. The the divisive net message is a a tactic that it's, they've used. And if they come back and our own Republicans are using that against you, literally that literally spells out. I don't know which fallacy that like is. Like they are there. But it, it is a poor debate tactic, but it, it's an effective debate tactic for the less informed. But just the way it happens is we'll go back and there'll be a big breakfast meeting and we'll all be in a room and I'll stand up and say, it's been eight months, no subpoena to Hunter Biden, no impeachment. No spending cuts. This has not. This is not good enough. You tell them the guys and they'll say, you know what, Matt? You just like to attack our team. You, you know what? I wish Matt. They stand up and they give speeches, member after member, saying, "We just wish Matt Gates would attack the Democrats and stop attacking us." And then you walk out of that committee. You walk up to a microphone and say, "I'm trying to fix. I'm trying to put things forward to fix our country because we all know it's going in the wrong direction, and I'm having to fight my own team." That's the truth. Well, you know what? And they're using this BS, I'm dividing Republicans in order to shut me down. I'm not going to be shut down. I'm going to do what's right for the American people. There you go. When I did that in January, we had a lot of folks who were like, you know what, Matt Gates is just a little bit too much of a spur in, under the saddle. Who gives a shit? I'm ready to go. Listen, well, here's what I know. You have After the permission. promises I made, if I don't deliver individual spending bills, if I don't deliver a vote on, on term limits, if I don't deliver a vote on a balanced budget, then I am full of shit. I want you to, as my congressman, I want you to do everything in your power to do the right things for conservatives. If you run into a brick wall, then I expect you to try to make your way through that brick wall. That's my expectation. Look. If you can't make it through, I'm not going to fault you for that. You're doing the best you can. But hopefully you can influence others around you like you did. It turned what what did it what did that anti-McCarthy vote start with? Was it 6? Or was it 2? And it eventually grew into 20? Yeah, I mean, I it 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 started with a group you could have uh had a meeting with in an elevator with room for social distancing and yeah okay feed off of that yeah no i i I do think that that's where the hope lies but i if i go along the path that you're suggesting and i believe it's the right path then it's not just wins along the way it's some it's some bruises and some scuffs and uh it's some losses what fight is ever worth winning and you know what listen i i understood that january of this year and that speaker contest could have been the end of my political career. But I just wasn't willing to keep going back to that place when nothing happened. Look, and I kind of feel like that's the moment we're in right now. And, and, this is and probably I'm proud not, of you, and I'm glad you did that. It's probably not appropriate. And I'll vote for you now to it do has that to again. Mean, now it has to mean something. Yeah, but it's a, well, it's a bigger stage. Even but, though that was a very big stage. It's, it's not you, a bigger stage. It's a bigger issue. You have our permission 
Not that you need our permission for shit. You are my bosses. But you have our permission to go up there and drop the big fuzzies out and say, this is the way it needs to be. And if you do that, I promise you, you go up there and make a stand and you do it in a brave way and you do it for the right reasons, people will follow. Just and like you, in And you January. come back, you go do that, fight the fight. You come back and to, tell us who to support and who's not on board. And we will put out the word to primary the shit out of those people who are not on board. Not that we're, a, a, not a, that a ginger. we're that influential. Who, who, who was it that I was on the phone with recently that said, just primary the shit out of them? That was exactly what Dan, Dan, Dan's words traced uh, another person who uh, occupied the White House at one point. <laughs> so literally you used Trump's exact words. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the thing. Well, guys, we are running out of time, and I know this has the, been awesome. It's been enjoyed. great. Yeah, we've had a good time. You know, it's kind of funny. All right, backstory. This is the first time I've been like engaged, blood boiling, fired up at a political podcast in a while. Usually, it's been oh, fucking shit happening again. We're just it's kind like, of phoning just, it in. Oh all God, we got to talk about this loss again. So I'll, oh, you're signing up for losses well, so long as it's listen, a fight. So long as it's a fight. If, if Florida State fight. was losing by 21 points at halftime, would you still want them to fight and go out there in the by second the way, half? By the way, you know what? I If we were throwing the ball 25 yards downfield and trying to win the game, yes. If we were just uh, if Taking we were just running, running fullback dive every play, not so much. Right. right? Yep, exactly. Fight. Thanks for the advice, fellas. I mean it. Man, man, you know, it's it's been pleasant. <laughs> it's been great. It's I, been... I, listen, I'm glad you came on and I'm, yeah, I'm I happy. Absolutely am. I'm happy <laughs> with what I heard about your with what I read recently, and I'm happy with what I heard you talk about on your Newsmax uh hit earlier. And I'm happy with the answers you've given us. I, I believe you're gonna go fight for what's right. And if you do you're gonna get beat up, which is fine. You know, it I, is. you're built for that. Yeah, built I got I, I got no issue worrying about you going to getting beat up. You go fight. <laughs> Dan's <laughs> willing to fight to the last match. I'll go with you. I don't care. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Man, Driveway I'm, Liberty podcast from from the Capitol steps next. Let's time. go. Oh, let's do it, man. We'll let's come up. Go. We'll definitely come up. So hey, man, it's been great. We've had a good time. Uh, go to mammothnation.com, code word Driveway Liberty Media, save you 30% and shop like a conservative. Those guys take the revenue they make and they actually contribute to political campaigns for patriots and conservatives, and they help out veteran organizations. And awesome. that, everybody in, get involved with that is a conservative. And we are always talking about we need an alternative shopping uh, solution mm -hmm. and mammoth nation is that with that being said please share the podcast with your friends and family because we're definitely ghost band um and and you know what tell your friends about us man thanks so much congressman matt gates for thank coming you on. fellas we've had a good time tonight had a few beers yeah it was good dan, also, dan, 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 dan's garden looks good <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't it looks like shit <laughs> looks better it looks better than the last time you were here but yeah. <laughs> well that being said i am your uncle wes for dan and congressman matt gates we will see you next time on the driveway liberty podcast you are so
How's it going, guys? Thanks for coming by.